0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to The Modern Man Podcast, where we connect men in pursuit of their potential. Join us as we embrace discomfort, cultivate community, and put wind in each other's sails. If you're ready to take your personal and professional growth to the next level, be sure to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget to check out The Noble Knights Mastermind Group, where you will find the support, accountability, and mentorship you need to achieve your goals. Join us and become a part of a community of like-minded men on a mission to improve themselves and elevate their capacity for life. And we're getting wind in our sails. I'm excited to introduce Christopher Whedon. Not too far from me. He's also out of here in Charlotte, North Carolina, founder of Mentally Shredded. Chris, man, thank you for hopping on the podcast and taking the time.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely, brother. And I could say the, the introduction is founder of Mentally Shredded, but for the audience and those watching on YouTube, those listening, you know, that, that's just a title. That's just a surface. I really wanna I want to give you the opportunity to introduce yourself in your own words, get acquainted with the audience, and then we can kind of hop into the conversation from there. So please take the
1: floor, brother. Yes, absolutely. So I love how you started it out, you know, and in the corporate world, I say, my name is Christopher Whedon, founder of Mentally Shredded and the Mentally Shredded Foundation. But outside of that, since we are becoming friends now, I'm a dad, I am a son, I am a one day husband, not quite there yet. But I am, um, I'm just a person that loves to give back, man, super focused on my mental health. On personal development and just being the light, being the example for others to follow. So uh that's just a quick brief intro.
0: Yeah, no, I, I love that. And that's the thing is uh we, we met at, at Project Lee Nation in, in Plaza Midwood, and, and we have the you know our physical fitness in common, right? And and what I found in physical fitness is you meet other people who are working on themselves, but the physical aspect is just one side of, of a multiple-sided coin. I guess a coin might not even be the proper analogy. Perhaps maybe the multiple-sided die, right? And we really need to kind of take care of all sides in order to be whole. And And I'm interested to know more about your physical fitness and how that pertains into the mental health aspect and how that all comes together for you and into the work that you do with Mentally Shredded.
1: Yes, absolutely. I mean, for me, my physical fitness is... Oh, man, it's so huge. Um, When I was going through my darkest moments, depression, anxiety, grief, loss, some things that we can dive into later. But there was one thing that stayed true. There was one thing that I remained consistent in. And that was exercise. And it's funny, most people give that thing up when they're going through their trials and tribulations. And I think because of my background in in sports, playing soccer at a very high level, having traveled the world to pursue the sport that I love, you know, it was an easy transition to be like, you know what? This is a part of my life. This is now a lifestyle. That's one thing that I will not give up.
0: I love that as exercise as a lifestyle, because, you know, a lot of people. I I talk to them when they first get into the gym and they have a goal of losing a certain amount of weight, right? Or they're doing a diet, they're doing a program, which I'm all for, right? Whatever gets you in there. But a lot of times the question is, okay, what happens when you meet that goal? You know, what, what happens when you lose that weight or what happens when the wedding day comes, you look great in that dress. You look great in that suit. You are killing them on your honeymoon, but then what? Right. And, and you mentioned something kind of like, you know, this was your routine this is who i am now i'd love for you to lean into a little bit i guess with with identity because you mentioned you know playing soccer at a very high level traveling the world um how did that play into your foundation and Mm. and something on your website with mentally shredded you know you said when my foundation was destroyed uh I, i i needed help talk a little bit about that because i think that's something that a lot of us as men who Identify ourselves with our craft, with our sport, with our ability, fall into so easily.
1: Yes, absolutely. I mean, as men, we we want to be identified by by roles, by position, right? It, because it 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 makes you feel more manly, right? I I can look at my peers and hey, if if my best friend's a VP. And another best friend's a director or a CEO. Well, guess what? Well, now I need to, uh, you know, pump up my chest. And I founded a company as well, right? Like (laughs) I, it's, it's funny. I have to thank my grandmother because throughout my career, she would always say, Chris, you're more than soccer. And I remember hearing that and I would get so mad. I would be like, what are you talking about? I am soccer. I live and breathe and eat this. Yeah. And it's funny when that career ends, you're like, oh, now it's time to do a little bit of self reflection. Right. And although I didn't understand what she was saying at the time, once I started working on myself, started doing that personal development and growing, I recognized that she was trying to just open my mind, open my eyes to see that, hey, you actually are more than the position that you hold, or mm-hmm. you're more than the company that you built, right? And so when it comes to identity, I struggled so much and so for so long trying to figure out who I am I, right? Like who who is Christopher Whedon and what is my purpose? And I think as men, that is a big question that we have to answer, And there's a lot of people of many different ages right, who still struggle with that. I know older people who are in their 50s and 60s and are just now coming to terms of, wow, I think I just figured out who the heck I was. And the beauty is we have started this train of personal development and of growth at such an early age that our kids are going to see it and be able to take what we've taught them and grow at a much quicker rate, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, it, it, it was figuring out who, who I was. It took me leaving my corporate job to actually say, okay, what brings you joy? How are you trying to show up in this world? How do you wanna give back? Mm-hmm. That is how Mentally Shredded was formed. Now, I wasn't in a good place mentally, Yes, we can talk about all of the things that was going on in my life at the time, but all of it shaped me and all of it molded me into the version and the person that I show up as today.
0: Before I started um, the Modern Man Podcast or actually rebranded into the Modern Man Podcast, the the previous podcast that I hosted was called No Rain, No Rainbows. And it, it pretty much talked about, there was this recurring theme of the storm, uh, being in it. Um uh, one thing I always say is, you know, in life, we're either in a storm, just coming out of a storm, or heading into a storm. You know, it's it's one of those three, right? But I I I had one guest and he reshaped everything for me. He was a psychologist and he said, you know, the the sun is great. Everybody loves the sun, but it's the rain that helps the flowers grow. It's it's the rain that provides the nutrients. It's the storm that provides the catalyst for the blooming of the flower in the sunshine, and, and for the rainbow. And it and it sounds like you know this this flower, this this foundation, this mentally shredded, was born out of that storm. Um, take us in it, man. Take yeah. take us in the storm, and you know what was happening, the the mentality that you were in at the time, and and then how you managed to get yourself out of it.
1: Yeah, so I will say, so it was about 2021, July of 2021, I believe, I I quit my job. Prior to that, I had taken a vacation, I wasn't doing well mentally, and um, just struggling, as I mentioned, with anxiety, depression, things like that. And I took a vacation, you know, and everybody that takes a vacation expects to go away, enjoy their time, enjoy their self and relax. Wusa, mm-hmm. And I did. It was amazing. Loved it. I loved every minute of it. Loved it so much that I got back and had a panic attack. Right. That's how much I enjoyed it. Yeah. And so I got back. And as soon as I, I had this, this feeling, um, of <laughs> anxiousness that I had never felt before in my life. I put my two weeks in. I was like, the fact that I have allowed myself to get to this place. One, I never want to get here again. I need to figure out how to get out of here. Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) I put my two weeks in, and then now I'm on a high, right? I'm on a high. I'm like, yes, right? Like, I don't know what we're about to do, but we're going to (laughs) go do it. No plan at all. Yeah. And I'm riding this high for a few months. And October 2021 hits. um, And my my mom calls and says, "Hey, you need to get home." And um, my granddad had had passed, and I'm, I'm fortunate to have spent the time throughout my corporate career to go home every other month to help take care of him. Um, I'm fortunate to to have Facetimed him before he passed, and um, and to actually be there before we made that decision as a family to to say, "Hey, you know, get your words in, and, and it's time, right?" Mm-hmm. I'm the strong one in the family. I've always been looked at as the the person that's going to push everybody to to be their best selves. And I knew I needed to show up in that way. But I had never dealt with grief and loss before. And Mm -hmm. so while I'm showing up as the strong version to my family, I would go back to my room at home and I would cry myself to sleep every night. And I, and I would and I'd look at this picture of my granddad, there was, a, um, we made these, these, these pictures of him and, um, I would look at it and I would, I would go to sleep crying every, every single night. And I didn't know when it was going to stop. I didn't know when the pain was going to stop, but I would pray and I would cry and then I'd go to sleep and then I would get up the next morning. I would go to the gym. I remember the day after he passed, I'm in the gym, I'm on the squat rack, I got like 225 on the rack. And there's tears coming down my face as I'm squatting. And if you know anything about our bodies, well, you shouldn't be able to cry if you're exercising. That's how I knew something was something was wrong. And that was when my foundation, I truly believe was destroyed. Because everything that I had built my life on, even the finances, the friendships, all of it, was based off of worldly values, what the world said I should have. Um, and I went after it. My 401, my savings, the friendships, all of the things. When, when somebody that you love is taken from you and this is your first experience, something's gonna be, you know, you're gonna have to look in the yeah. mirror. And that's what happened. And I realized there was a lot of people I pushed, I pushed out. I'd been pushing out due to anxiety and depression anyway. But after that, I was like, yeah, no more. I'm not going back to the old me. Mm. And now I'm going to build this foundation the way that I want to do it, the way that I see fit to make sure that I don't get back here. And now if I do experience loss again, if I do get in a place where I'm just not feeling my best mentally, I'm going to have tools next time to make sure I don't get back to this place ever again. Yeah, man.
0: Well, first, I- I'm sorry for your loss, bro. Because Thank you. man, it's it's not easy. And, and you said something I had to write down that I think a lot of guys can resonate. That you said I'm the strong one in the family, and so many of us are used to carrying the weight of those around us. It, 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 we they pour into us, right? And when everyone pours into us, man, you look around. You're like, who do, who do I pour into? You know where, where, where do I go? Right. Like for, for me, I'm like, okay, where does Ted go when he needs someone to lean on? Because everybody can lean on Ted. Every, every, I, I asked my wife the other day, I'm like, babe, am I dependable? She's like, yeah, that, that makes me feel good. Right. Like I want to be dependable and reliable for others, but who has me? And, and that could be a really hard place for us as men to get to because we might realize that we, we haven't established those relationships. We haven't established those, those habits in the foundation of support to help us in our dark days. And the unfortunate thing is, man, you mentioned squatting with tears coming down your face. Our bodies are not supposed to do that, but you mentioned how exercise was your lifestyle and almost without it, right? I I know me, even my wife will say, if, if I go a little bit and I didn't work out, she's like, you might want to get a workout in. You're you're a little different, <laughs> you know. But, oh man, you know. Um, but aside from that, what were some of those building blocks that you found to reshape a- a- and relay your foundation to stand on, to to build upon? Um, and and how did that process work, man?
1: So again, going back to just my upbringing, my parents instilled. A lot of um just they they would speak these affirmations over us since we were kids and so i can't even take credit for me writing affirmations to this day because it was something that was instilled in me and so 2017 when i decided i'm going to start this personal development journey i didn't foresee five years down the road that i would be having these this mental health issue right and so i got in the habit of just writing my goals and affirmations down every single day for three years, I wrote the same nine things down and it became ingrained in me. Like I can, when I go and and speak at events, I can literally just spit out my nine and then I can spit out other affirmations because it's a part of me. And honestly, we have to put on our armor before we even leave the house. And when I talk about that, I talk about putting your armor on. That is one of the tools that I use to make sure that regardless of all this negativity from the outside, I have my armor on that's protecting me from all of um, whatever negativity from all of what the world is going to bring and and attack you with. And so affirmations is huge. My gratitude journal, uh, huge. I didn't start that until the past last year. I started the gratitude journal. Game changer. <laughs> yeah, Game changer. And, and not like writing, oh, I'm grateful for the sun shining. I'm grateful for, which is cool. Hey, especially right now in Charlotte, it's freezing. I'm grateful for the heat when it comes back. Yeah, But I challenged myself to start writing something I'm grateful for that I have not written before, which makes you really start thinking about, man, what am I grateful for? Sometimes it's very hard. You might sit there for a while but eventually you're going to come up with, with new things. It's going to open your mind to see things differently. So gratitude journal, another one, Uh, my association for right is I, I knew your friends, your families, your teachers, you're the sum of the five, you know, we've all heard that. You're the sum of the five and you hear so much. You're like, get out of here. I don't want to hear that anymore. Yeah. But it's so true. Right. You, you look across and you're like, man, how you are the sum of the five when it comes to finances, when it comes to how you treat people, how you show up in the world. You can look at your at your friends and say, well, I, I think I have a pretty good idea of, of my income level or of my quote unquote relationships and health or quote unquote status or whatever you want to put on there association is so huge and i don't i don't feed into relationships that aren't positive for me anymore that don't give and pour into me anymore because i will give and i'll pour in as you alluded to earlier mm. but i also need to make sure that these relationships it's it's 100 and 100 it's not 50-50 yeah. because i can't expect i need to know i'm giving 100% and I expect the other person to give 100%. Otherwise, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. So those are those are the top four for me. Would be here all day if I kept going, but those <laughs> are the top four for me, man.
0: No, that's huge. And the thing with relationships, I mean, you you look at the tail end of the word, the ships, which means they need to go somewhere. And, and for me, when it became time to lean into my growth, I have some friends from the past that I can almost identify the moment where I realized where I was going was not where they were. And it, it's, it's painful. Cause you're talking about, you're talking about people, you're talking about relationships and people you, you care about. And, and to this day, still nothing but love, but just, man, you know, this, this season has ended mm-hmm. and, and, and what I'm working on is something a little different. And I would love for you to come along. I would love for you to be a part of this next season, but, whether you got the ticket or not, this train's
1: leaving the station, bro. <laughs> the train, the train is moving. And I tell people all the time, it's it's okay to look after your star player, which is yeah. you, right? Honestly, because if you don't do that, if you don't love yourself and pour into you, you can't expect other people to do that. Mm-hmm. And so you figure out what works best for you and get you and your family to where you know you want to be, and you'll look across. You'll look across that mountain, and the people that are meant to be there will be there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I want to hear you uh, unpack a little bit more about the armor because um, we we use an armor analogy a lot here on the Modern Man, and what's interesting is I I talk about the clean suit of armor where mm-hmm. you know us as men we we walk around with this clean suit of armor. We don't want to show any vulnerabilities, right? We don't want to show any kinks or any weaknesses in our armor. And, and for me, I look at that. I'm like, "Mm, I don't buy it. Right. Because hey, a a clean suit of armor has never been to battle, but you know, you have somebody that has the armor and they, okay. You know, you have, like, I talk about if I'm about to go into battle and I got the guy with the clean suit of armor, but there's the other dude battered up, bloodied up, dented and everything, but they're still standing. I'm like, bro, (laughs) that that's who I'm taking with me because. Not only have they been to battle, but they survived, you know, but I I love what you said about that armor in its effectiveness, though, of also blocking out the negativity, because I never I never thought about it like that. Uh, I'd love to hear more about really just your analogy with the armor and, and how you see it.
1: So for me, again, we have control over what pours into us in the morning and at night. Meaning when we go to bed and when we wake up, Mm -hmm. you are already controlling the narrative at those, uh, those moments. And you can block everything else out because that's your time. Even if you're married, when you go to bed and you go to sleep and you're in your dreams, it's just you, it's just you in there. So what are you, what are you pouring in so that you are having these dreams that are building you up? Right. And so going back to the armor piece is, I know for me, mentally shredded, there's, there's two versions of mentally shredded. So you have the version of mentally shredded where you are just beat up. You are destroyed mentally. You are exhausted. You don't know if you can go anymore. Right. And I want people to to imagine themselves as this version of being mentally shredded, just defeated on your knees, tears coming down your face, you're like, hands thrown up in the air, like, I don't know if I can go anymore. I don't know if I and but you're, you're you're crawling, right? You can't walk anymore. But you're on your hands and knees. And you're just you're maybe your army crawling down there, right? You're just taking one step at a time. That one step at a time, eventually, if you do not give up, is going to create this other version of mentally shredded. And this version of mentally shredded is that version of you where you look at yourself physically and you're like, dang, I look good. Mm -hmm. And people praise that because that's what we see, it's visual. But that version of you, which they can't see, was the version of you that was doing the affirmations, that was pouring into yourself that was reading the books and listening to the podcasts and so on and so forth. So while they may see the physical appearance of you, you now mentally know you belong here. So it's no longer that um, what is what is the phrase uh, imposter syndrome? Yeah, because you know, you did the work to get here. So I love shaping that for people of giving them mentally shredded there's two versions of you which one do you want to show up as because you've been both that is the beauty of it you are going to be both in life Mm -hmm. but you choose which version you want to show up as long term i love that
0: because man i've I've done this panel discussion with, with guys on the, on the modern man a while back. And we talked about challenges, life's challenges. Right. And the one thing we all came to the conclusion was, you know, part of the physical fitness aspect is, you know, I, I put myself through adversity every day, <laughs> you know, like I know the world's going to punch me in the face. So why not just get it over with, do it to myself. So I'm conditioned, I'm calloused. Yeah. I'm prepared for when the world punches me in the in the face is okay, for me, I have a quick oh crap moment or I, I love my 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 buddy Charles he does it explicitly like, Ugh, he says the word and it gets after it, right? but he has that moment like all right, we're in it, all right, then let's get it. Because we continue to put ourselves through adversity, through challenges, right? Just before this podcast recording, I was in the gym with my buddies, getting a spotter to lift the bar off me as I'm benching. Why? Because I'm intended to fail. And I'm intended to need him to lift the bar off of me so I don't die. But (laughs) I'm putting myself in that situation of, I can't lift this off myself. Someone has to help me. But Mm -hmm. by doing that, repeatedly I'm conditioning and callousing my mind to endure hard things. Cause I always say, you know, as men, like we, we need to show up, right? We, we want to, I want to be a man that shows up when life gets hard, when the babies have been crying all night for five nights in a row, my wife is tired. She can't handle it anymore. I want to be the man that shows up and says, I got this right I want to yeah. be the man that shows up when, okay, hey, you know, we, we're going to have to put a little extra work in this month because bills might be tight or whatnot. Now I'm trying to do the things to never be in that situation. But if I find myself in the situation, I got this. And, and I could tell with a lot with what you do with Mentally Shredded, kind of leading into changing the stigma of mental health, but using personal development for that. I'd love for you to touch on that. As you mentioned, those, those army crew alls, the, 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 you know, that that one version who's just trying to make it, I I, I automatically think by any means, bro, <laughs> like yes. I don't care if it's an inch. I'm going to get that little inch today, inch tomorrow. Talk about how that personal development with mentally shredded has been so important for the importance of that mental health.
1: Yeah, well, one, I don't believe if I wasn't doing the work in 2017 that I would have been prepared for what came later, right? Yeah. And it was because I did all of that Yes, I still went backwards in a sense. If you want to say you went backwards and, and I wasn't leaving my apartment. I was I was keeping the blinds up. Right. I wasn't getting out of bed except to go to the gym and then I'd come back home, you know, order a little Uber Eats. Mm-hmm. So. For me, the personal development piece. I couldn't. Have, there's no way I would be here talking to you without that right? Because I had people pour into me before all of this and tell me, Chris, you have to continue the affirmations. I love that you've had this been, this was a part of your life, but I need you to start writing them down every day. Cool. I need you to start hanging out with the right people. Cool. I need you to budget, right? Like, I'm like, what's a budget? And you know, in 2017, I'm like, we have money, let's just spend. Mm -hmm. It was like all of these things later made sense, right? It made sense in the moment, but I, but you start doing them and you're like, man, is anything happening? Like Mm -hmm. I'm doing this habit, but I don't really see the result just yet, which you're not going to the same way you go to the gym. You can't, you can't say, Hey, I want to be able to. Deadlift 400 pounds, and you've never been in the gym a day in your life, right? Like, I can't, it would be very difficult for you to do that or to go say, Hey, I'm going to just go run five miles today just because I feel like it. And you've never ran before. The same way, like, you have to sharpen your tools and begin to add things to your arsenal that work for you. I hope when people are listening to this, they're able to identify things that. It may align with them, and like a, like when we go in the grocery store, I call this the grocery store mentality. Mm-hmm. Take what aligns with you and put it in your basket. Whatever doesn't align with you, put it, leave it on the shelf, because you can't do what I'm doing, and you can't do it exactly what Ted is doing either. You have to figure out what is working, what is not working, and it's it's ebb and flow, right? Like. The the beauty of it is, I imagine a heartbeat. You need to figure out how do I stay as even kill as possible to where I'm not having these spikes. Because the spikes is where the anxiety comes, the the depression comes, where the whatever, the challenges come. Because to your point, that punch is going to come. Mm -hmm. right? Mike Tyson said it best. Everyone has a plan until they get punched to the face. Yeah. And even in our comfort zones of fitness for us, we get uncomfortable. We you either make yourself uncomfortable by doing something at a higher level or you're having a day where just mentally you don't feel like it and you're in there anyway and you're getting uncomfortable and you're doing the work regardless. And so the personal development piece for me is huge. Reading books, you have the alchemist right behind you. Love that book. You know, I was at a coffee shop earlier, somebody overheard a conversation that I was having with a with a gentleman. And they were like, man, thank you guys for just I'm sorry that I was listening to your conversation, but it was just so enlightening. And it was refreshing to hear young men talk and pour into each other. He was like, Have you read atomic habits? And both of us were like, Yeah, I had that book on my bookshelf, right? Like, But when you start doing the work, you begin to attract the right people. That is the whole point of the personal development. We didn't meet until uh, a few weeks ago, but we have been on similar paths. It was only by design. Eventually, we were going to run into each other.
0: Yeah. What's well, amazing that you said that was, so I've been in Charlotte for uh, about a year and a half now. And I've done a bad job at getting into the community, right? Mm -hmm. And I mentioned to my wife, like, it's amazing because a blessing and a curse, I have an apartment gym. So I work at the apartment gym, but I realized in all the cities that I've been in through my career in TV, the local gym is where I really injected myself into the community. I found the people that I resonated with. And, you know, luckily I'm working out. My producer starts working out, and he lives in Plaza Midwood. He's like, "Yo, I'm getting these meals from Project Lean Nation. You should come check it out." I go. I meet Morgan. I get a shake. I look at the meals. I have my wife try one. I'm like, "Listen," and I'm like, "Babe, I'm gonna do this. I'm doing. I'm doing the athlete meals." And I start doing that, and that's how we bump into each other. I've met a couple other people who work out at Metabolic. Who one of my friends from Greenville, Darius, is a trainer at. And I told my wife, I was like, "Man." the moment i started getting back into the community with the things that i align with and grow i'm starting to meet these people that i resonate with to your point it's just symptom right that's that's like my new favorite word now It's like the symptom of what we do if we put in the work like you mentioned the money becomes a symptom the associations and the relationships become the symptom right everything we say we want in life becomes a symptom after we put in the work. And you mentioned our mornings and our evenings. I bookend my days, bro. Like I wake up at two twenty in the morning. I don't have the luxury of figuring it out when I wake up. So my evening routine is extremely important. I wake up. I don't look at my phone until I'm at work almost 45 minutes after the time I wake up. So I spend the first 45 minutes. Honestly, I get a, a, a Bible verse. I get a book summary from Blinkist and I meditate on my way to work while I'm driving at 2.45 in the morning, yeah. <laughs> no one else on the road. But yes. you mentioned putting in the work and doing those things. And and something you said that really resonated to me, you said, I wouldn't have made it if I didn't start doing the work in 2017. 2020 hit so many people in the face. And it's sad. It was tragic. And, and I understand a lot of people had their eyes open. But I also had a lot of friends of mine was like, Man, Ted, this is why this is why you've been meditating. You've been using that Headspace app, man. Ted, this is this is why you've been doing all. You might have been onto something. And even in the habits of budgeting, giving to a four hundred one k savings account or whatnot. My wife lost her job during the pandemic. At a time, I had to take a pay cut during the pandemic. We just bought a house. We had a mortgage to pay for. We were saving up for a wedding. Thankfully, we were able to still do all that despite the setbacks because of the work that we put in ahead of time. And it's so unfortunate that some people wait until it's too late to make the changes. You, you mentioned The Alchemist under my uh, over my other shoulder is Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. He says mm. there's there's two catalysts for change, right? He's like either someone's just smart and they learn from someone else's experiences, or they see the direction in which they're going. And they change but the unfortunate the other catalyst is they wait until it's too late and the world forces them to change Yeah, i'm curious as to why so many people fall under the ladder right like what do you think it is that makes mental health such a stigma around us and even amongst men we we don't talk about it like if, if if this was the old days and you met old ted and you're like hey what's up man how you doing i'd be like good you know, you see the game last night, you see the John Jones fight. Like, that's all I want to talk about. Why are, why do we have such a hard time of actually addressing mental health?
1: Ego. We, we, we have, I mean, Beyonce and Kanye said it best, right? We have, we have big egos. Um, no, honestly society look at the movies we've watched since we were kids. Right. Um, me growing up in a military family, I can, yes, there was love there, but I also saw that no one talked about their feelings, right? No one talked about if they were, I didn't know what depression and anxiety was, right? And so you have these examples of what a man should be that we are accustomed to because of the generations that raised our parents and the generations that raised their parents. Right. And so it's, it's this ripple effect. So eventually someone has to wake up and say, okay, do I want to continue down this line of getting the same, doing the same thing, getting the same results Insanity, sanity, mm-hmm. or am I going to be the one in my family that says enough is enough. And it's going to start with me and we're going to start making healthy changes for our family now. So that way, my children's children's children have a much better path because I did the work and my wife did the work and my kids saw us do it and they didn't know anything different. They just did it mm-hmm. because our kids are always watching us. If my, if my grandparents were in the gym their whole life, well, guess what? That would have been an easy thing for me to do, but they weren't. So that was something I had to add, right? Mm -hmm. One thing my parents did instill was the values. They instilled faith in me. So part of my habits, waking up, diving into the word, right? I needed to make sure my foundation was solid this time. I'm not building on sand this time. And so I think it just really goes down to what is your version of, of a man for you? Not what the world says. Because that vulnerability piece, I believe is the true example of what a man is. If a man, if you can be vulnerable, then I I can say that's a man, meaning, Hey, I'm not doing well today, but I'm going to get up and I'm going to go get it regardless. I can phone a friend and be like, Hey bro, just wanted to check in. I don't know what's going on. And they tell you because you have opened yourself up and say, this is going on in my life. Just wanted to check in on you. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? The power of vulnerability is real because I've never had a moment where I opened up to a friend and they didn't open up as well. Mm -hmm. It just, it's not, it doesn't happen. Otherwise they're not your friend, right? Like, Or they're just not in a place where they're ready to receive and give. And so there's, there's a lot of different scenarios, but for me, I don't really have friends that I can't open up to and they won't open up as well. Yeah. Every single person in my life. If I say, Hey bro, this is what's going on in my life. Um, just wanted you to know, how are you doing? Nine times out of 10, they're going to share something.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I don't know how to have small talk, you know, <laughs> like it, I, I, I get over small talk real quick when I meet somebody, <laughs> you know, cause I, I'm trying to talk about substance. I'm trying to talk about what's real, you know, and, and that's just, that's where I'm at. And it sounds like you, you cultivate those, those same relationships, man. And, and and we can we can go on and on like this podcast could be an hour hour and a half long but i do want to be respectful of our audience's time and and those watching on facebook but i don't want to rob them of the opportunity of following your work leaning into more of what you're doing and what you're sharing with the world so uh, really quick share more about mentally shredded and i'd love to hear how folks can follow you mentally shredded the work that you guys are doing And i know you you did an event this was it this past november uh, you had a pretty good mustache going on for November too.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was our first uh, I, I said annual event. I was speaking that into existence then and uh, we're gearing up for the second one this November, uh, November 11th. It's called RX for Mental Health. It's a workout a community mental health discussion right afterwards and um, we have vendors and we give do giveaways prizes all the fun stuff. We have a DJ, you know, so it's fun. We make it a fun atmosphere and environment. Uh, This year is going to be bigger. Obviously, it's going to be better because we have more experience now. Yeah. Um, So you can follow me at We Are Mentally Shredded on Instagram. There in my bio, you'll be able to find my podcast. You'll also be able to find the Mentally Shredded Foundation foundation is a 501 C three, where our mission is to change the stigma in mental health and empower people through personal development. Right now we are working on strategic partnerships to be able to put our money where our mouth is. So as we do these fundraisers and we continue to raise money, we are partnering with counseling centers and we are partnering with uh, corporations that have the same mission or values and we can get people the help that they need. And so. That is the work that we're doing. Um, I feel like this is the path that I am on because of the work that I did in 2017. And I'm excited to see where it takes us.
0: Yeah, and you are uniquely qualified, my brother, to do it. And, and, And I'm glad to see the work that you're doing. I'll have those links in the show notes so everybody who's either watching on YouTube can go in the description to watch it, whatever app you're listening to this podcast on, go ahead and open up the show notes and you can get directed straight to those links. And uh, last question, Chris, and I know this is a heavy one. It might have been something you mentioned already. But um, my last question I always like to ask on the podcast is, what is something that you've seen or something that's happened
1: in your life that, that shapes the way you see the world as a man? Oh, man. I would say losing losing my hero losing my dad my granddad who raised me um definitely when i say destroyed the foundation i now had a choice of who i wanted to create after that yeah and so i think it's a it's it was a blessing right because i i did get to see such a amazing human being pour into individuals and and give back you had the biggest heart right so it makes sense that I'm in this space mm-hmm. um yeah man i I really think it was it was that for me and just waking up every, each and every day knowing he's looking down and and just wanting to make him proud so yeah
0: man that's amazing I, I appreciate you sharing that brother because that, that's huge I wrote down uh, and right after this I'm gonna call my dad and anybody listening, call your hero. Call call that person that you, that you look up to, if they're still here. Let them know. Give them their flowers because you know time is precious, and, and we never know. Um, <laughs> Chris. This, this has been nothing short of amazing, brother. And, and I can't wait to share this. I, I can't wait for folks at home to, to, to listen to this. So so everybody that made it to the end, thank you so much. Um, I'm going to recap some of the, the the gems you left along the way, because there are a lot of them. I think my pen ran out of being halfway. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but no, I, I was scribbling away because, you know, exercise is a lifestyle. Uh, you, you first started with really the foundations that we set within ourselves become the tools that are going to be what we lean upon when we lose grip of our reality. When we lose grip of our identity, our foundation, what we hold on to, we're going to fall into those practices and those habits that we've set. So exercise being a lifestyle, a lot of us treat it as a fad, a diet, a goal. I'm urging you, sure, that if that gets you in the gym, if that gets you on that healthy path, go for it. But don't let it be the start and end of your journey. Have a lifestyle established with it. And Chris, you're more than soccer. How many of us fall into the title of our job or or really the the craft that we pour ourselves into um we we have to have an identity that is is founded in more than just what we do because we are so much more than that and then who am i and what is my purpose it's a question that so many of us spend most of our lives avoiding Maybe because we're afraid of the answer, maybe because we're afraid we might not find the answer, but the reality is when we do the work and we take the time, the answer will become evident over time. Goals and affirmations, it's part of me, right? When you do something for so long, it becomes part of you. It becomes your identity. And of course, the association is huge. Who are the six people you surround yourself with? The five people you surround yourself with? You show me your circle, I'll show you where you're going. I'll show you who you're becoming. And of course, your mornings and your evenings, bookend your days, protect yourself and and your suit of armor, right? You have control over your mornings. You have control over the end of your days and everything in between. You're going to be under attack by society, by the world, the negativity that's out there. And it's okay if that armor is battered and shows vulnerabilities because you'll find the other players and the other fighters who are going to be walking that path with you because you don't have to do it alone. And I wouldn't have made it. Man, did that, did that resonate with me. There are moments in my life where I faced adversity, I faced hard times, and I don't know if I would have made it if it wasn't for the habits and the, the foundations that I've established beforehand. Don't be the person who waits until it's too late, until there's everything crumbling around you to start putting these habits into play. When things are good, we must prepare for when they become bad. And this is your opportunity to start that preparation and then do the work. It starts with me. And of course, call your hero make sure they know how important they are to you. Chris, man, thank you again. This has been amazing to the listeners, to the audience. I thank you for making it to the end. If you got value from this, do us a favor, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button for a new episode every week, share this with a friend, you know, could use it because that is the best compliment you can give us here on the podcast and leave us a rating to let us know how we're doing. The only way we improve is by you letting us know how to do so. And of course, as we always say at the end of the episode, everybody wants the sunshine, but they don't want the rain. But you can't get the pleasure without first the pain. Let's grow. Let's get back the next I think we're gonna do a great job.